The United States of America, 2,399. Great Britain, 780. Russia, 1,405. Australia, 468. These are countries bursting with Olympic success. This show is not about those countries or the athletes that represent them. This is about the other guys. The guys that have not won a medal. Not one. Not even close. These are the countries we are going to be following, as well as the athletes that represent them and their stories. This is Medallica, Minnows versus the World. Hello and welcome to Medallica. Pleasure to have you with us, Rig. I'm so psyched <laughs> to be here, man. Oh, we got three days to go. Oh, three man. days to go. I can until barely contain myself. We got three days to go, and we've also got only only hours hours until the soccer starts. By the time you listen to this, uh, the soccer, the women's uh, soccer event will have will have begun. Uh, awesome. There's there's no uh, there's no potential duck breakers in that market though, so okay. uh, won't be worrying about it. Uh, but. Wow, have some things happened uh, since we last spoke to you? So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna jump straight into it with surveillance on Sadibi. Oh, and that is exactly what we are going to do because uh, we have been <laughs> we have been surveilling. We have we have got we have got some feelers out there. Uh, it's borderline creepy surveilling. Yeah. It's pretty much stalking. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, so you'd you'd be familiar with uh, with Rashid Sadibi, everybody's favourite hundred kg plus uh, judoka. Uh, yep. He uh, he's Burkina Faso's entrant, and uh, we have been desperately trying to get in touch with him so that we can uh, we can just profess our uh, our support, uh, undying and, love, yeah, absolutely, allegiance. We are get we are going to get right up in his Olympic grill, uh, <laughs> and that's what we've done via the internet because uh, I have sent him a message. The first one was in French. Uh, yeah. Bonjour, Rashid. <laughs> Je m'appelle Gus. <laughs> Uh, that has been followed up by a a franker uh, message in English. Um, <laughs> after uh, after that, I, that, that started <laughs> off with a stern mate. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so Rashid has seen the message. That is the first. That is the Isn't first. Isn't that step. just the wonder of Facebook at work? Ah, uh, just you seen ten sixteen a.m. Anyway, so uh, to speed this along, we have gotten in touch with uh, with Owen Coglin. Uh, who is the, who is uh, who is Australia's eighty-one kg uh, representative uh, in judo? Mm-hmm. Um, we sent him a message through uh, what is a wonderful portal uh, for the Australian Olympic team, um, where, where, where small children usually post hero messages. Yeah, and just, just it, which is almost the same as what's happening here, pretty much. Except that I asked Owen if he could uh, just find Rashid Sadibi, stop what he's doing, and take a selfie with him. Yep, and and you're a thirty year old hairy man. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> let's not bring hair into this. <laughs> <laughs> But we have uh, anyway. So uh, we've got Owen on the case. We'll be reporting back in, uh, back in with with him. And at the same time, uh, we we uh, sent Jonas uh, Kinder and uh, Kim Collins, uh, the uh, refugee Olympic athlete, marathon runner, and the St Kitts and Nevis hundred meter sprinter. In never uh, ages. Yep. Uh, Facebook messages. And uh, just to speed that along, uh, we've also gotten in contact with uh, Josh Clark, who's the Australian hundred meter um, sprinter. Clarky, he prefers. Yep. Yep. Sea lark. Uh, anyway, we have effectively sent him through the same portal, the uh, the the uh, hero telegram, uh, one stop shop. 
we sent him a message that asked him uh, whether it would be would be possible um, for him to uh, to just approach Kim uh, mm-hmm. on the track when I, I assume they're all just hanging out, just all the 100-meter sprinters just rapping no, fresh. They, I thought they just do like the locker room thing, like Remember the Titans, and they start singing Ain't No Mountain High Enough. <laughs> I assume that's what happens before every hundred meter sprint. Yeah, well, I mean, they're all mates. It's yeah. a, we've we've established that. Um, yeah. They're all, they're all thick as thieves. Yeah. Um, uh, Rio thieves, so really <laughs> thick. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, but anyway, so so uh, Clarky's gonna uh, gonna find uh, find Kim Collins. He's gonna um, he's gonna let him know that uh, the the guys from Medallica Colon Minnows versus the World uh, urgently need to speak with him. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I've left a series of contact details, also my credit card number with him. So yep. <laughs> I assume that's going to go well. Yeah, so that's that's where we're at with um uh, with our three uh, our three favourite uh, minnows. Mm-hmm. And uh, and as the events sort of come closer, it's uh, it's time for us to really dive into a, a, a bit of news in uh, in everybody's favourite segment. <laughs> Olympics now. Perfect. Apocalympics now, where we have a look at uh, at just what is happening in Rio, and uh, there are some real, uh, real points of uh, of hilarious concern um, yep. that have that have been coming up. So let's uh, let's get into it. Let's. Chinese competitor. Oh wow, just fantastic! I mean, you really have to applaud these uh, these Brazilian thieves for in their ingenuity. Uh, so they they saw this this Chinese hurdler. He's he's there with a cameraman. Uh, they're, they're checking into the hotel. A man just sidles up to them, uh, easy as you like, uh, and then proceeds to vomit uh, directly onto that Chinese competitor. Yeah, they assumed he was drunk. Yep, they assumed he was drunk. Uh, he vomits straight on the Chinese competitor, um, and then the cameraman is obviously incensed by this, and as the man is running away, the cameraman goes to uh, to apprehend the person who's uh, the said spewer. As and, you would. And and a, a second party has has run out from nowhere and swiped all of his camera gear. Ah, uh, got the, suckered by the faux drunk. The old spewaroo, as they call it, on the streets of Rio. Oh, one of the oldest tricks in the book. The oldest tricks. And uh, and that actually uh, that's an interesting thing because uh, while there's no uh, there's no minnow nations in the uh, in the women's soccer, mm-hmm. there is an unbelievably intriguing encounter, which is Brazil v China. In the women's soccer, which is being referred to as the Spew Revenge Match, <laughs> <laughs> or Spewgate version one point oh, that is awesome. Yeah, so the the winner of that uh, gets to go and spew, spew on, the other <laughs> team, on their vanquished enemies. Yeah, so we'll be following that very closely. You'd have you'd you'd have to think the Brazilian women's team. Probably have the jump on the Chinese women's team in soccer, but yeah, I think they'll be walking away with bragging and spewing rights <laughs> after after that match. Well, I mean, funnily enough, the uh, the uh, the thieves in question were actually the strikers from the women's uh, <laughs> soccer team. <laughs> Very accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just uh, just re- really got the head in there. Anyway, uh, so so that's uh, that's the first thing mm-hmm. as the as the crime rate continues to skyrocket. Um, the next one is uh, is more of an environmental. Uh, problem. We discussed on on the last show about just how poor the quality of water is in it Rio. Is, it is literally rivers of shit. Yes, and piss. Yeah, that's uh, and that's been reported by 
a scientist and a doctor, both of whom <laughs> are remaining nameless. But yeah, but yeah uh, it turns out the water is not the problem. No. Uh, well, I mean, it is a problem. It's a significant problem. Huge uh, problem. Yep. Just but it's not... Ke- it, keep your mouth it's shut. It's not the problem. It's, no, it's not uh, It's not the only problem. Uh, but let, let me unscroll this comically large piece of parchment um, <laughs> <laughs> that I have with me. Uh, so oh. j- just to add to the list of problems uh, happening here... Uh, uh, an article came out today which just had me in fits of laughter uh, because another scientist has come out and said, uh, don't know what you're talking about uh, in, in regards to the water because the air is that much worse. <laughs> uh, a, lot, a lot of the air apparently has particulate matter, uh, which, oh, no. which screws a lot of uh, people's respiratory systems up. Uh, apparently the air there kills a lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, and so... That's quite funny. So we can add that to the list. We've got Zika. Oh. Uh, we've got murder by gang. This is- uh, we've got the water. And now we've got the air. So there is, thing- there is nowhere to hide. How did this thing get greenlit? It is a- it's the Apocalympics. It is the it's- Apocalympics. That's, oh. that's why it deserves a name like that. And, and that's why the US team have taken one look at... The- we've, we've, had, uh, we've had 12 listens uh, from the United States. And it- I assume it- it's all from the all- United States delegation. Yeah. Yep. They've, they've, they've heard uh, Medallica and they refuse to get off their cruise ship. Yep. They're just... They are living on the boat that rocked... The entire time. About 4Ks off the coast of Rio. Yep. And they will come to shore for their events... In yep. hazmat suits, yep. then they will return to the boat. <laughs> that 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 is mostly true. Uh, weirdly, uh, I mean, and and this is not even a joke. Uh, the, the area where they they disembark uh, is kind of surrounded by fences with barbed wire and security detail. Because I mean, you've got to think about this. I mean, the US has some of the biggest sporting stars in the world on this cruise ship. Yeah. Uh, so it requires an enormous amount of of, of security. Uh, which which just must look incredibly, incredibly stupid. Well, not only that, but if I was a US athlete, I'd be really asking who constructed the jetty that they'd be stepping onto because... Uh, current- oh, it's actually endorsed by Nike. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have no problems there. Oh, all right. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, just when you thought it couldn't get much worse in Rio, the cops have gone on strike. Yeah. Yeah. The Good pe- for them. The only thing standing between complete anarchy... Mm-hmm. And the millions of people descending on Rio <laughs> yep. have gone. We haven't been paid in months. Yep. Suck it. Yeah, <laughs> we're not coming to work. It's it's pretty it's pretty weird. You you work uh, in an absolute death trap. Uh, you know, for years yeah, on end for a, uh, for a decade. This yeah, is... and and now is the time that you choose to hang up the AK. Well, look, you. you it's every every man has their limits, and That's... women have their limits. And yeah. I think I think eventually they've gone. You know what? The US just sitting in that fucking cruise ship just off the coast. That's the last straw for me. I feel like they're just standing there going, you know what? I'd rather drink three <laughs> teaspoons of that shit water. Oh, uh, super virus. Yeah. <laughs> than uh, than uh, guard the, the, these streets any longer. Yeah, any, any more. And, uh, and look, and the, I, I don't blame them because we've heard a report uh, of just how much the locals hate uh, the fact that Rio is, is hosting the Olympics yep. to the point where unbelievably comically uh, they have been attacking in droves the Olympic torch as it makes its, as way, it makes its way across the country <laughs> they've been attacking it and just putting it out it's yep. like it's such an annoying thing to do I know but so good it's it's like the ultimate rebellion to the point at which uh, the at one of the legs uh, a couple of days ago mm-hmm. um, the Olympic torch uh, as you as you told mm-hmm. me uh, 
the Olympic torch and the torch bearer were put on a minibus <laughs> for safety precautions. Yeah, yeah. and and dro- drove the yep. rest of the rest of the way. Imagine sitting in a bus or- with a lit torch. <laughs> just- it's just you, it's just you, the bus driver, yeah. and people just uh, sort of with buckets of water just pegging yeah. them at this minibus. You're, 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 just, you're sweating from the combination of, of an open flame uh, in, in a closed space <laughs> and a descending mob, oh. and you're just trying to deal. It's funny because when I was looking this up and I saw that, not only did I laugh, but uh, so w- one of the comments... You cried as well. No, well, one of the comments was, was something like, um, this is actually not such a big deal. There will, there's always a backup flame. Uh, fr- that, that, that they that they bring Thanks, over that they bring yeah that they bring over from Greece. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Yeah, so yeah. Apparently, everything's okay. Everything's going to be fine. I wouldn't light. I wouldn't light anything in the air in Brazil. I'm surprised that the torch. <laughs> Whole place could go up. I know. Anyway, uh, so that's uh, that's the end of uh, end of apocalyptics for um, uh, for this episode, which turns <laughs> us to the much awaited donut spotlight. We told you about uh, Monaco yesterday. Yes, they did have a medal. They no longer have a medal, and the reason they don't have a medal is because their their medal was won silver in 1924 for architecture. Fantastic! How 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 does that happen? Well, uh, funny you should ask that because uh, in between about 1912 and 1948, there was uh, what we're going to affectionately dub the Craft Olympics, <laughs> which is a huge arts and crafts section of the Olympics. It was uh, Pierre uh, de Coubertin's uh, vision. <laughs> <laughs> he insisted that it that uh, it was it was involved. We're going to do a whole segment on that tomorrow. Yeah. But just as a, just as a little teaser, uh, you'd be pleased to know that in uh, in 1928. The architecture category was split into two categories: Arch- oh. architecture and town planning. Oh, that's helpful. There was that's a helpful. gold medal yeah. for town planning in the <laughs> 1928 Amsterdam Olympics. <laughs> oh, wow, but, that's but, good. But Monaco's, yeah, Monaco. In 1948, when they when they stopped having the uh, the craft uh, Olympics. Uh, yeah. They stripped everybody, everybody that had won a craft Olympic medal. E- absolutely, everybody. absolutely everybody. No one was allowed to keep them. They no. said, "They said no. This is just sport. Give them back, nerds." And <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and all these countries. So so Monaco has has been at Olympics since the the, the start of yeah. the twentieth century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they thought they'd broken, and they, they haven't. Have, they haven't. They haven't. They're back to zero. That is insane. Uh, because I, I I just find I mean the, how. Weird would those boat rides have been? Which is like, what are you doing? I'm going to the Olympics. There's some six foot four black guy, uh, you know, bulging <laughs> and, muscles, and, and then you got this little nerd with glasses guy, and a full guy, suit with a, a waistcoat holding a model. Yeah, he's he's got l- that like roll of blueprints and stuff. Oh, the best. <laughs> anyway, so we're going to go into the full craft Olympics uh, tomorrow. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, needless to say, poor Monaco. We're going to introduce uh, our our final segment, which is uh, the George Stewart Robertson Thanks for Coming Award. Beautiful, and the reason that this is uh, this is a thing we're going to give this out to um, to anybody that uh, that we see um, is is really really trying, like they're they're making making an effort, and, and, and yeah, so I mean, so the, the man who who the award is named after, George Stewart Robertson, how how about you give us a little background on, on who this man was and, and what he did? Yeah, so uh, George Stewart Robertson uh, was a Brit. Yep, no, no longer alive. No longer alive. <laughs> Famously dead. Uh, so in 1896, uh, he decided to uh, pay 11 pounds to travel to Athens for the first game. Absolute bargain. Uh, because he saw an ad in a travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> 
So easy. Yep. If I saw it in flight center, I'd go too. Yeah. If yeah. want to be an Olympian, get on board. It's 11 pounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, on arrival, he learnt that his preferred discipline, uh, the hammer throw, was not an official sport, so instead he entered the discus. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, he registered the worst Olympic result ever in the event. <laughs> It still hasn't been beaten. It still hasn't been beaten. Awesome. In 1896, he registered the worst ever result <laughs> of 25 metres. That is amazing. And uh, he later said, quote, Greek classics were my proper academic field, so I could hardly resist a go at the Olympics, could I? <laughs> well, George Stewart Robertson, you make a non-compelling point, and for that reason, you are... The patron of the George Stewart Robertson Thanks for Coming Award. It's only fair. It is only fair. And uh, and to this point, uh, with no uh, with no action thus far uh, on the sporting front, we have uh, we have no uh, no recipient of this. No, but we just needed we needed to get it in there. We need to institute it. It needed to be a thing before we start rolling in all these worthy recipients that I'm sure we're going to see over the next few weeks. <laughs> uh, we are we are running out of t- oh my god. We have a reply. No. Oh, yep, we are going to deal with this on tomorrow's show. That's oh, all we have time what? for. No. We've got to go. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>